Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 148 as England take on Italy in Newcastle in the last of their World Cup warm-ups and Dan's back for his first live pod. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, it is game day. England have their final World Cup warm-up match. Uh, it's in Newcastle. First time in 10 years that England have hosted a game outside of Twickenham. Um, and, you know, it's an England game. It's huge. And of course, well not of course, because the last few, he, he's been missing. But he's back. I'm joined by Dan for a live game. Hey mate. The chilli has been cooking slowly all day. The homemade guacamole is ready. The chicken wings are waiting to be deep fried. And uh, the lacto-free cheese is is unfortunately there because my girlfriend's selfish and lactose intolerant. Mate, I cannot wait for today. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I just, I, I missed last weekend. It was like I enjoyed watching Ireland beat Wales in Cardiff. Uh, I didn't enjoy the game. But... After, the, after the, the drubbing that we gave them. Um, but... <laughs> But yeah, it, it, there was there was something missing, uh, and this t- tonight, that missing ingredient will be returned. And of course, it's England playing rugby. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, not not obviously as much of a test match as some of the other games, and certainly it's not World Cup knockout type environment. But it doesn't matter. We get an opportunity to see some uh, some some new faces, um, and it should be a good one. Uh, just before we kind of get into it all, um, reviews have been a little light on the ground uh, recently. Um, so yeah, if you guys get the opportunity, really appreciate it if you could uh, get on. Let us know what you think. Gives us something to to read out and talk about. But we have had a review. It's from our old friend Wade. He's back. Uh, I think he may finally get us down. I hope so. Go on, Wade. Uh, Five stars. Always nice. Uh, He says, chaps, this is the way you roll. I've spread the word of this incredible pod to the boys at the old Alini and RFC. They agree they've never heard such a load of one-eyed spin in their lives. The club president, Mike Lobb, and Spike Kenny, the head coach, are especially impressed. Boys, you are on fire. But pride comes before a fall. I hope not. And I do believe in England. And they have a shout in Japan. But everything has to go like clockwork as I'm not sure strength and experience in depth survives an injury crisis. Good luck, England, and the pod. FYI, an undertaker, Zippy. Keep it up. Best WD. <laughs> Wait, an undertaker? What the, what the fuck? I mean, it was always going to be either that or a management consultant, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I was close with a doctor as well, wasn't I? You literally can have to right, Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe just not a very good doctor. Then he's known yeah, as the undertaker. Yeah, yeah. He used to be a doctor, yeah. <laughs> and and then okay, fine. Um, great, thanks a lot, Wade. That's a good review. Um, we stay unfalteringly biased and unfalteringly committed to our belief in we are bringing home William Webb Ellis. There comes a point when you make state, certain statements where it doesn't really matter. You have to just back yourself. Um, yeah. Now that's irrelevant because we already know that England are going to win the World Cup anyway. But um, for anyone else who's making bold statements, you know, the advice is back yourself, um, especially when it gets this far down the road. We've been saying this for two years now. We can't turn around and start sitting on the fence. Um, I I have to say I disagree. When he's, he's basically saying that England's strength in depth isn't enough to survive an injury crisis. Well, I mean, may, maybe not if the plane goes down, but... Um, I think the I think the the strength and depth is is pretty significant. If you look at the guys that aren't going, um... I, I think we'll find out a lot about that strength and depth tonight. Yeah, yeah, we're playing a very different side. Um, it's almost an entirely new backline. Um, so that yeah, that will be an interesting one. Um, you know, people will argue how much can you can you kind of take from tonight's game. Um, I mean, Italy have made eleven changes to the uh, to the A side that lost forty seven nineteen to France. So um, they're resting they're resting a lot of their main players. Their scrum half Callum Braley or Callum Braley, 
captained England under 20s when they won the World Championships in 2014. Um, so, Sorry, what was his name? I didn't catch it. Well, in English, you'd say Callum Braley, but I, I guess... Oh, well, no, his Italian name, I wonder. I know. think it's Callum Braley. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, it's it's... From an England point of view, I guess your question, you know, what is the what are what are the goals? What are we looking to to take out of this game? Yeah, so that that I think that's a great point. How much looking at risk versus reward is? Do we get more reward out of this game than is worth for risk? Bearing in mind the risk, obviously, being injury. Potentially, although I, I think this is a stretch, potentially fatigue, although I don't really believe that. No. But what reward do we get out of the game? For I me... Think... Yeah, go on. No, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, for me, the key bits of reward <clears throat> that I see are Watson at fullback, McConaughey finally getting his first game, and Ben Young for chance, just to get just to get himself a bit of... um, Get that confidence back, get to the old Ben Youngs we know and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look. I think when you talk risk and reward, um, it's it's probably a question that needs that you answer at the end of the game because yeah. if there are no injuries, then the reward is it's another eighty minutes played without injury, um, where you've seen players in different positions. Um, but if if a load of injuries come off the back of it, then you would argue, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, risk the risk wasn't worth the reward. Um, but I, I think. It- you have to. You have, these guys have to back themselves. You know what? Anthony Watson was interviewed uh, in the week, uh, and he said that England will not fear injuries. And mm. you know the reaction to that is people saying, you know, some people, probably the Welsh, saying that it's uh, English arrogance. I don't think it's that at all. I think it's about backing your conditioning. Of course um, it is. You know these guys are working hard. Um, Every day, you know, the, the, the training camp in Treviso, if you've seen the latest episode of The Rising Suns, you know, they're, they're working really hard and they're doing that to make sure that their conditioning means that they can make it through the World Cup. They're not going there with a plan to have to bring out replacements because of injury, but they're conscious that it's possible. But you have to go into these things assuming that everything's going to be fine because, as Anthony Watson said in this interview, the minute you start worrying about getting injured is is the minute when you go in at 75% instead of 100%, and that's when the injuries occur. Um, so, yeah, obviously, yeah, we cross our fingers. We hope that nothing comes of it. <coughs> but they have to go into it, treat it like any other test match. Oh, and, and I've, I've no doubt they will. I guess I guess one of my biggest, and, and something that I'm sure you'll, you'll go into more depth about, is even if... Watson has a great game at fullback. McConaughey has a great debut. Is it with with the greatest respect to the world? Do we learn that much against the team they're facing? Um, I don't think you learn. I, I don't mean necessarily Italy as a whole. I mean, with, not just the fact that Italy are not in their best form at the moment, but also the team they've put out. Is, I think I tell you what. I think I, I think as fans, the answer is no. You know, I think the fans get hopefully. A, a a bit of a sort of um, spectacle, uh, lots of tries, and have a really good time. Enjoy watching England hopefully dominate this Irish, this uh, Italian team. Um, I think from from Eddie and the coach's point of view, there will there will be very specific things that they've been working on in training that they will want to see England getting right, and I think that they will get a lot more out of it than we will in terms of you know the the what it means. For, for you know moving forwards, so I'm not concerned that that England aren't going to get anything out of it. You know, the warm up these are what warm ups are about. You know, we, yeah, we're, we're yeah. trying different things. Um, you know, outside of just having players that we know are good, but you know, are they first choice in in the likes of uh, Launchbury and Laws in the second row, for example? Well, right now we, we you know I, I don't think Launchbury and Laws are going to play themselves from this game in front of Itoje and Cruz. Um, but but it's I don't think it's about that for for the likes of them. You know, it's about what they've been doing in training, what they're kind of you know the things they've been trying to improve on from the from the previous three games, and it's about can they do that? And you know, this is stuff that, as I say, we as the 
the general public, we as the fans, are not are not kind of privy to. So I think there's value in the game for sure. Um, but I think the advantage for us is that we get hopefully to have a bit of, see a bit of a, a bit of a spectacle. Um, we get to see McConaughey out there doing what he apparently is going to do, which none of us know yet. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, we get to see Watson at fullback. Lots of people have been asking for it, regardless of whether you're in the the Daily or Watson first choice fullback camp or not. Um, you, you know, you, we need to see Anthony Watson playing at fullback for England again because he's first choice replacement if he's not starting. So, absolutely. Again, I, th- I think the way that Eddie has gone the last three games, you would, you would, it, it feels like Daly is his go-to, and therefore Anthony Watson is playing for just just a bit of a bit of practice. I think at fullback, um, McConaughey, as I've mentioned, uh, who else have we got? Um, yeah, Joe Marchant. I mean, okay, so people will argue that what's the point in having guys that are not in the 31? We covered that in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, there have been some injuries. They're not serious. But we don't want to play Manu. Um, and Joe is both a future England player. And Eddie may well be saying, look, well, since we don't have anyone else to play that role, but we want to, we want a game plan that requires a big, a big centre that would ordinarily be Manu, let's use Joe and... You know, it's good for him, but also because he may well be the call-up. If something does happen to Manu, who are we calling on? Ben Teo's not available. Joe Marchant probably is the next guy on the list if you're looking for a relative like-for-like. So, you know, why not? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think he's, I think he's the next on the list for, yeah, for Manu, for a JJ as well. I, I'd probably have him more in a JJ uh, category than a. I'd, I'd probably have him more in the, in the JJ category than anything else. Um. But yeah, he's next to line. And like you say, we covered this in the last one. I think there's value to it. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this game. I'm looking forward to seeing them run out. I hope we see a lot of Kvezic. I hope Billy doesn't stay on too long. Because I, I know they say that Billy needs to play a lot. But I actually, fair enough, have a run out. But I hope I hope at half time it might be like, right, let's, let's see what else we can do at eight. Be that Kvezic, be that Wilson. Um, and I hope that we run in a hell of a lot of points. I'm pretty sure we will. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I literally have no idea who half the Italian team is. Um, I was reading through the team sheet and I was just like, and that may just be my lack of knowledge outside the England uh, kind of er- arena, but I was just like, I don't know who any of these guys are. So I know, I know who the scrum half is, Callum Brilli. <laughs> exactly, you've heard of him. The, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, famous yeah. Italian scrum half, yeah. yeah, yeah. Italy, yeah. You know, another England player that we get to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I, we, we, we can't really talk, but anyway, um, Wilson is Wilson. Wilson's got to have a good game. You know, he's a, he's he's an honorary local boy. He's actually from Cumbria, but yeah, obviously he spent the last however long two hundred caps with Newcastle. Um, obviously, he's on loan to Sale now, but uh, he's back with Newcastle for the twenty twenty one season. Um, Assuming they get promoted. Yeah, well, they're obviously I, making that. I'm sure now. they will. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, big performance from him. Home, home crowd, and all that. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I, I hope we see I him at eight. I want to see him at eight. I want yeah, Billy. I want to see him at eight. Give Billy twenty minutes if he needs a run out, and then take him off. Wilson on. Kvesic, I think you know he's. It, it will be good to see him playing in an England shirt, but you know I think slot him in to to. Probably put him in at six. Actually, no, Kvesic can play seven. He can go in at seven. Yeah, he, keep, he, keep, Curry at, keep Curry at six, getting that experience. Um, yeah, that's what I want to see. Yeah, um, I, yeah that, that's not a bad shout because I, I still think, I think Underhill Curry is, is a diamond combination. And, and actually, with hindsight, having Curry at six is probably very smart because it... Um, it sort of underlines, it, it, to me, that shows that Eddie is probably looking at him as a six, Underhill as a seven. Playing Billy at eight, I'm, I'm back and forth on this one because against the Italian team put out, it almost seems like bullying to have Billy running at them. But that's, you know, that's not something we need to worry about now. <laughs> what we true. need to worry about is, and I think there's probably a lot to chat, sort of half-time and things we go through more, but what's your prediction? Oh, uh, I think England will put more than 50 on them. 
Yeah, I, I, I'll go first. I'm going 57-5. 57-5, wow. Um, fine, I'll, I like to go big. I'm going to go 66 nil. Well, let's see. <laughs> Why not? See. Why not, Dan? Let's give let's give our listeners something to take the piss out of us for um, for for being overly. I mean, the, the problem is look, against against uh, Ireland. I was feeling confident, and I didn't have the bottle to go with what I was really thinking, which would have been a lot closer to where it ended up. I don't want to make that mistake again. Sixty six nil. Who nils people these days? So yeah, we'll see. England are going to today. Exactly, exactly. Question for you: Will we see George Ford yeah. at nine? There's been a talk about this being a mix and match selection policy. Um, they want to develop adaptability, and George Ford is officially the third choice nine in the in uh, the thirty-one. We, we won't see him at nine, no. So they just will assume that he'll be okay in the event that he has to play there in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean that that takes two injuries to your nine. So you can't. Well, it takes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that two injuries on the same day they're, they're the sort of thing I mean you can't you want to cover as many scenarios as you can but you can't cover every single scenario it's just pointless I, I don't think we'll see him at nine okay um, so yeah I mean I, I'm looking forward to seeing Willie Hines coming on again uh, we've seen lots from him but I, I'm very inter- I'll be very interested to see if England go out and dominate in the first half whether Hines can actually bring an injection um, of pace and, and impact, even then, um, because I think yeah. that will that will that will be another sign of whether or not he's you know whether we, it'll help us I think decide whether we should be leaning towards him as our starter or whether the impact player coming on for the last twenty twenty five minutes is the right call because he has looked very good in the first three warm ups. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested to see how he gets on when he, when he gets on the pitch. Um, for sure. Uh, finally, Dan, uh, South Africa exacted their revenge on Japan this morning with a comprehensive forty-one-seven yeah, yeah. demolition. Um, oh, are, we, are we are we surprised by that? Well, they still didn't manage to put as many on them as we put on Ireland. No, no, I know. I don't think we read into this stuff too much. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Otherwise, I, like I, wouldn't, otherwise I wouldn't have mentioned it. Should Scotland and Ireland just, uh, you know, is it dangerous for them? Is there is there a danger? That uh, this creates a sort of false sense of security for them in Pool A. They go, oh look, Japan just got absolutely thumped. We'll be fine. Because I, I think I Japan think, have the ability to do another upset. I I think they do not on Ireland. I, I think Ireland are too strong up front. I mean, not Scotland, if that team that turned up two weeks ago. Yeah, I, I, don't, I can't see us seeing that happen again. Scotland. Maybe, but again, it's another massive long shot. I, I would be very surprised. Yeah, you should be a bit worried. In the same vein, that we should be starting to just just keep an eye on a French team that's starting to look oh so sweet, mm. annoying. Fucking bloody French! Why why do they always do this? It pisses me off. Play like absolute clowns, and then the World Cup comes and they're like yeah, joué, joué, joué. It's like oh piss off. No, mate, but they it, they're them. getting it all out of the way now in the warm-ups. I hope so because I'm they confident. have got I, I, I don't think, talent. I don't think they've got what it takes to uh, to stop this England juggernaut. So it's, so it's my, gathered my, too much momentum now. Yeah, so that's my final question to you. There was a pundit I heard in the week saying if he if they were England, they would be dying for the World Cup to be signed tomorrow because of the momentum they have. But he asked, is there a danger? Bearing in mind the World Cup finals and other I don't know, however long, like nine, ten weeks away. Is there a danger they've peaked too soon? I think no. we both know our answer to this. But there isn't any way, because I think if you're a team that makes it into the final, you've got momentum. Otherwise, you wouldn't be making it into the final. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, so so I, I guess, you you know, in terms of the first few the first few games in, in the pool stages, you could argue that maybe you've there are teams that have peaked too soon, but I think this is where England have that advantage of their their games on paper get gradually harder. So so it's it's you know as long as they keep winning, which we obviously know that that's what they do because we've seen it already um, in the future because we're time travellers. Um, as long as they keep winning, you know they're, they're going to just they're just going to build on the momentum that they've got. I'm pretty sure I said after the last England loss that they're unbeaten until after the World Cup. 
I'm pretty sure you said exactly at that time, and, yeah. And, <clears throat> and not a day before. And, and they still are, even though they drew with Scotland. Uh, well, we lost to Wales, but... Oh, yeah, no, that doesn't count. Oh, no, that, that doesn't count. Fair enough. Yeah, no, 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 because the law changed. So that, that was a draw. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that was a draw. That was a draw. Obviously. Oh, yeah. I've just been done today. What have you told um, me right. about facts? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I know, I know. I've used, I've used my own thing against me. Well, <clears throat> well, for our listeners, we've got a lot of listeners at the moment. We've had a good, good few downloads recently. Uh, good from uh, the amount of sites. For our listeners, for our reviewers, Wade, Let's look forward to the undertaking ahead. Indeed. I see what you've done. That's very clever. Um, yeah, absolutely. Guys, uh, did mention at the beginning, going to mention it again at the end. But yeah, if you if you get the opportunity, um, obviously we're massively grateful for you guys tuning in uh, and listening to us week after week. Um, but head over to iTunes, rate us, review us, let us know what you think. Um, if you've got questions for us, if you have a difference of opinion you want to share you want to tell us how wrong we are and why um, or you just want to share some rugby related stories um, reach out to us we're on social media at England Rugby Pod or you can email us englandrugbypod at gmail.com um, we have a an Argentine uh, fan lined up to do a little piece with us before the Argentina game same for the USA um, but we're still looking for someone from Tonga which might be Tough to find short notice, not long to go now. Uh, and of course, France. Uh, is that it? Yes. Four teams, that's it. And, and we want a, a Frenchman. And we've, as I said last week, we know someone out there is a Frenchman who listens to our pod because he told us in a review. So if you're still listening, it seems like maybe you're not. But if you're still listening, get in touch. Let's have a chat um, before the France game. Um, but yeah, Dan, let's, uh, let's leave everyone with the anthems and let's uh, come back half time and see how we're getting on expecting um i said it was gonna be a spectacle for the fans and that the sort of the the subtle sort of challenges they were gonna set themselves that you know taking them off the, the training field would be things we wouldn't notice it's um yeah <laughs> i i think i i'm not i'm not disheartened by it i think italy uh, a lot better drilled than i was expecting bearing in mind that's not going to be their first team. Um, it's not been brilliant, but it's not been bad. I don't think England have done anything wrong as such. Uh, I'd like to see more of Rory McConaughey. I don't think he's. I don't think he's really been given the chance to get in the game much. I think Mark Wilson's been absolutely brilliant. So has Johnny May, and actually uh, Ben Youngs. I think our fears were probably unfounded. Uh, ben Youngs has had a better game. I wouldn't say it's been. Perfect by any means. There's, there's been a lot of handling errors, which which is slightly slightly concerning. Um, but like you say, there's there's been these kind of little individual moments. Like it's, it's difficult to know whether you know there are, there are things they're trying that I that I want to say. You know why are we why are you pushing so hard to create something when it's when it's so not on? But then equally, there's yeah. been some amazing times. There's been times when they've done exactly that and created opportunities. And Jamie George out on the wing twice now. With outrageous little uh, offloads, even Billy, cheeky little offload at, uh, towards the end of the the, 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 second, the first half there. Um, there. So yeah, there's been there's been these sort of individual moments where you've kind of gone, wow, that's brilliant, that's awesome. But as a team, it, I I don't know, it doesn't feel like a, a particularly good fifteen man performance yet. Um, no, and, I. I... And and you know, little things. I mean, it's mentioned in commentary, but but that's absolutely right. You know, England have competed in maybe two lineouts that weren't theirs, and 
against Ireland, they competed in pretty much every single one and they disrupted pretty much every single one. So it feels to me like they have actually got a game plan that's intentionally designed to make them play in a, in a style that they that they envisage they might end up having to play in the World Cup rather than playing the game they would naturally play in this situation if it was, say, the Six Nations. Um, I, yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a few things. Like, say, but Jamie George, out wide, don't get me wrong, some of his hands have been brilliant. Maybe I'm a bit old-fashioned, but I, I'm not sure I want my fatties on the wing. Um, Jamie George is a great player and he's got good hands, but I'm not sure I want to see front row out, out on the wing on the widest part. You're not going to change that. That's that's become a tactical thing that's done throughout the rugby world now. Yeah, I know. I just I just personally don't don't always agree with it. Um, what 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 did you make it for changes? So uh, like uh, thirty minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, again, there's obviously there's obviously been a plan. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. To do this, I don't think it's a reaction to anything. No, I know. I'm sure it's not. But yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's very difficult. I want to kind of get inside Eddie's head, and I don't know how um, because I really don't know what he's. And I completely get it. Like I, I completely get that he's gone into this game. He's going, you know, we if we treat this like a regular test match, and we and we go out there and we play the 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 kind of type of rugby that we that we would play if it was a World Cup final. Chances yeah. are we we put a cricket score on and we learn very little. I genuinely think that they they must be intentionally trying to do things. Um, like this is not to take anything away from the Italians, but you know you look at when, when the Italians have have really taken it to England. England haven't really struggled to deal with it. They haven't looked particularly good and they haven't kind of dominated in counter attack or anything like that, other than Johnny May. Um, but they haven't really struggled to deal with it either. Uh, defensively they've been very strong but it's just the whole thing it's felt very muted it's felt a bit lethargic you know do, are they are they tired um, which would be wow. a worry but maybe they've been pushed really hard in Treviso they've come back they are tired they're going to have a couple of weeks off and obviously training isn't going to be as intense during the World Cup as it's been in the build up to it so I don't know maybe maybe they've just I, I, I don't I don't think they're tired. I think the Italians' defence has been a lot better organised than I expected. I mean, offside I think at, the second at, at, at every breakdown. And <laughs> yeah, well, if, if you get away with it, it's not offside. Uh, I, I, I think the second half it will open up more. I, I think you're right. I, th- I think there's probably ways how England could win the game more. I actually quite like the fact that they are playing it as a test match. They're taking the points when they're on offer. I do quite like that because. I don't think there's value in just scoring the tries. I think you've got to play it. Like you say, I think it's a sort of World Cup plan. Yeah, yeah 100%. I, I, th- I, think, I, th- I think the gaps will open up. I've been... Johnny May is such a good player. But every time he catches the ball, he looks like that kid at cricket who can never catch, like just claps his hands together and hope. But he that never you, drops man. it. <laughs> what was it? Hell, I just slipped. They called me the Iron Curtain. Um Nothing got past, but it was. Beef curtain, he always catches it. So, my problem, my problem with their kicking strategy to Johnny May because they're using it on pretty much every other every other time someone gets the ball, it gets kicked for Johnny May to chase, and it's all well and good him collecting the ball, and he's obviously got rapid pace, but you know the, the Italians can make tackles, and Johnny May's so quick that he's getting tackled completely isolated. Like, I, I feel like. That is not a long-term solution, you know. Play play him like when we did when we played Ireland in the Six Nations. Put the ball through along the ground for him to run onto it. But the high ball, even if he collects it, unless he's got someone backing him up, he's he's twenty meters ahead of the rest of the rest of the England team. So, you know, all the Italians have to do is make their tackle, and they'll almost definitely win a penalty. And it's happened a few times now. And it's not on Johnny May. Yeah. He's not, you know, although he is officially conceding the, conceding the penalties, it's not on him. You know, it's it, either you're kicking it too far and he's just so quick that he's still able to get to it, but then he's isolated, or you need to rethink this little strategy because unless he's got the support, what's the point? Or, you know, yeah, so put it into space instead. Put it into space, let him run onto it because his gas is going to put anyone under pressure. 
Well, I think I think as well. Do you know what? I think Joe Marchant looks our most threatening. Well, no, actually, no, that's bullshit. Because Johnny May looks our most threatening player. But I think uh, Joe Marchant's looking quite good. Um, I. Individ- yeah, individually, there are a number of guys who are looking really interesting. It just this one just doesn't feel like the team is gelling the same way that they did against Ireland, for example, where it all kind of came together. Yeah, I, I mean, you're missing Mark Wilson. He'd made like nine tackles in nine minutes. Yeah, that's my tackle statistic for the season. You haven't and played he's... rugby for about four years. Let's just <laughs> let's just clarify. <laughs> that that may be why, um, but he. Mark Wilson, the tune suits him. Uh, it's like you say, individually, there's some strong performances. Um, I don't think there's going to be any performances that are going to change anything in Eddie's head going into a World Cup. No, uh, there never was. Go- I don't think there ever was going to be, other than perhaps who's going to start scrum half. Um, but I think that's probably a decision that he's already made, and and we'll see. We'll see how Ben Youngs gets on in the rest of the game, and however much of it he plays, he may well end up getting the full eighty minutes. But, he um, may well do, and, and I wouldn't be upset with that. So what? So what do you want to see? I mean, we, we've all seen the first half. Do you know what? We're, we're nine nil up. The Italians have defended well. We we have been maybe slightly underwhelming, but we've not been poor. What What do you want to see in the second half? Well, fifty four un- unanswered points for a start. Um, that would be nice to hear. I think. I think. But, I don't want to see a, a, you know, two halves of England trying out things I don't believe that they are playing a the sort of game plan that they would play in any of the games during the World Cup I think they're creating scenarios that they think they might find themselves in where they have to go right how do we deal with this now um if that's the case that's okay I'm okay with that which is absolutely fine because that's that's using it as a training game as a as a as a World Cup warm-up game if they are in fact trying their hardest to score as many points as they possibly can in in whatever way best enables that to happen, then it's a concern. Yes, yeah, but but I, I don't believe that to be the case. We are. I dare I say, what, what, are we missing George Ford at fly half? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't think it's distribution-wise. Owen Farrell's had a few, a few slightly ropey passes. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not convinced that's Owen Farrell compared to perhaps the runners not being quite in the right place. It hasn't quite clicked in the backs yet. No, it's I taken... mean they are playing a a second, third. You could argue fourth because Joe Marchant being out of the thirty-one is you know effectively there's cover for for. Out for the thirteen shirt from two other, three other people before he gets in. In theory, so it's definitely um, an untested centre partnership and not what you would pick uh, for the World Cup final if you had options, um, which doesn't help. But um, yeah, I, I suspect at some point Ford's going to come on at ten. Farrell's going to move to twelve. Um, and what will they do then? Will they keep Mar- they probably keep marching at thirteen and try and mimic if if Manu was to move move outside? Maybe that will mix things up a little bit. I, 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 mean, I think I, England I, will open up in the second half. I think England will open up, and I think the Italians will tire. I, I think the Italians have put everything into it. It's really annoying me the way the commentators are pronouncing Brayley's name wrong. But you know, what do they? Keep I'll saying? let that one go. Brayley. Oh, what? Um, uh, I know, I know. As if he's English, it's just disgusting. Right. Um, well, quite aside from the fact that, I, do you know, I tell you why why it's not going to going to plan. It's because um, let's get ready to rumble was used to as the as the background music for announcing the teams, and because England are playing in red when they're at home. So you know. I love, I love the way also. I love the way also at Newcastle Football Ground most. Most grounds, like when you walk out and the last saying is something like blood, sweat and tears or courage in adversity or something. At Newcastle, it says, away the lads. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love the way the team, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Well, speaking of keeping it simple, let's get back to the second half and let's see England just, let's see things click. Because when they click, these guys can be devastating, but... 
Uh, it hasn't happened yet, um, and I need to see more. 54 points in the second half, please, lads. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, a slightly better second half there, Dan. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 we, we could probably go through the match more in depth during the week, but as as Eddie said, they solved the problems. They solved the problems of the first half. I think that was great. Um, a few key points I wanted to bring up at the end is, are we worried? So for me, I thought Sink, Sinks looks absolutely fine. Luke Cowardicki, to me, looks looked a bit downbeat as if there could be a concern there whether he's going to make that plane. Uh, I, I mean, he definitely looked worried, although, as they said, he's had a scan. It may just be that he took a knock. It was a lot. It was painful and he was coming off the pitch thinking, thinking the worst. We shall, we shall see. I mean, if, if he is okay, then four weeks ago, Eddie named a 31-man squad and that entire 31-man squad is safe and they're, and they're flying awesome. out, which is, which is great. Um, but yeah, obviously that is a slight concern. Sinks, yeah, walking around, iced up, limping a little bit. But I, I'm sure that's a, the sort of knock that you know anyone playing uh, at international level is going to get in any Test match. So hopefully, uh, you know, he shakes that off in a couple of days, and it's it's no biggie. Um, question though, if Cowan Dickey, God forbid, worst happens, if he can't go, if he's not on the plane, do they call up Dylan Hartley? And if they do. <laughs> Is he captain or vice captain? Uh, he's not captain. To me, Harry Thacker's next in line. Um, I don't think you call up Dylan Hartley. Was Harry Thacker I in the original, think... the original sort of forty whatever man squad it was? Uh, good question. I think he might have been. I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, this this sounds weird because bearing in mind we've talked so much about what Dylan Hartley offers. I think if he's called up now, it's almost counterproductive because to, of... to bring in someone that big a character who hasn't been for any of the camps. Not nothing to do with him as a person. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I I don't think, think it's going to happen. And I, I think I no, suspect I that I suspect that unless Karen Dickey is, you know, got serious problems and needs to go and have knee surgery, they'd probably say, you know, come out to Japan and work on your rehab while we're out there. Um, and yeah, Eddie obviously said the initial scan looks good. So you know, in Eddie we trust, and uh, and hopefully it turns out that it's just a bit of a knock. And you know, knees 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 can be horrible, but equally they can you know you can take a knock on a knee, think the worst, and actually it turns out it's just a bit of bruising. So hopefully exactly. it's something more like that. Um, so. So, so, sorry, I was, I was going to jump in with a question because I, I think we'll probably go through the game a bit more depth maybe during the week. A couple of questions for you. Firstly, was Ben Youngs your man of a match? If not, who was? Um, no, Ben Youngs wasn't. I did. I thought he had a, a good game. He definitely, uh, and particularly in that second half, um, kind of answered that. Not answered his critics. That's unfair. I mean, he did if he did if he had any like us. Um, but no, he 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 did what. You know what he set out to do, which was just to sort of settle the nerves and just sort of remind everyone that, you know, what what happened against Ireland isn't the norm, which is great. Um, you know, we've got two great, really, really good scrum halves who can control the ball um, and help us with, you know, stay on the front foot. Um, but yeah, it wasn't for me. It wasn't man of the match performance. I would say man of the match. I, even though he kept the, he didn't play the full game, I'd probably say someone like a Sinclair. Um, I, or Mark Wilson with twenty-eight I, tackles. To me, it was Mark Wilson. To me, it was Mark. Wilson. I thought. I thought Sinclair and and Genge actually. I thought they had a huge impact. I love the way they seem to energize each other as well. Um, yeah. But I thought Mark Wilson was brilliant today. And actually, that asks real questions about who who does start. Do you go Curry Underhill or do you have Wilson? Because if you put in performances like that, it's hard. It's hard to leave out. Well, I think, and I think this is the great position that England are in. Is that is that there are essentially two two different options for the back row, both of which are, you know, world class or or there or thereabouts, um, and so it kind of depends on the opposition. 
and the kind of game you need to play. Um, and by having because it, because three of them, because four because four people make up the two completely different looking back rows. What you know, you're using three of them anyway. One's on the bench. You get to have that in a single in a, in a in a single game. So I think that's massively valuable to be able to say you know whether you start with a Curry Wilson. And then, yeah. and then Curry moves to seven, and Underhill comes on, or you do a straight swap if if Wilson's having a stormer. You know, you you've got options there. If you want to, if you want to play the two sevens, you could start Curry Underhill, have Wilson come on, and then the whoever of the of the two out of Curry and Underhill is having the the sharper game, you keep him on. You take the other one off, bring Wilson on. You you've got options. Obviously, the ever present Billy at the back, but equally you've got the option to move Wilson to the back and have Curry and Underhill. So there's. You know, if Billy needs needs to come off, for, whether it's for a rest or whether he takes a bit of a knock and they don't want to risk him because there are big games coming up, you know, there's a lot of options between the four of them. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if I cheered more when England scored tries or when Billy was finally substituted. <laughs> Billy so we came know off. Yeah, <laughs> wrap him up. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm like, it was good. Time. I felt um, that in the, not in quite the same vein, but in the in the in a similar way to how we felt that um, that Ben Young's seemed a little off form against Ireland. I I felt that with um Owen Farrell today. It just it's just I don't know, something didn't seem quite quite there. Maybe it was just, you know, a few too many mistakes that that, that were a bit unusual for him. Um there were, there were there were times when he seemed to not really know where he was supposed to be. One of the things that that I thought was quite apparent today, and this I'm going to put it down to, it was a predetermined game plan because they wanted to test a certain you know, test scenarios. England played incredibly flat, but relentlessly. Um, normally, they kind of play in pods where the playmakers have the option of the flat pass or, you know, move the ball backwards where there's a bit of space to get it out wide. Here they were trying to get it. They were trying to play flat and get it two, three, four phases across. Um, and quite often, it just you know you, you, you kept thinking it's not going to go through. Then someone would catch it and move on, and then the same thing would happen. You're like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. And then two or three goes, and then eventually the pass doesn't quite go to hands. And yeah, you know, they were a lot. They were a lot better at it in the second half, but it did. Make, they did make life, I felt, difficult for themselves because. The Italian defence was basically on England the entire time. I mean, all the passes seemed to be going between people's hands, between Italian hands, and over their shoulders. And I, I don't know; it just it seemed it seemed a bit messy. And yet, you know, the handling skills, England's handling skills, I think, you know, when you look closely, were highlighted. It, it was a bizarre one for me. Sink's handling skills are absolutely brilliant. I think the plain flat thing. I think you can play flat when you've got the likes of Manu playing because it's such a threat on the line. And also, and we saw it with Joe Marchant as well, when you've got dancing feet of the likes of a JJ or a Joe Marchant, playing flat can be as as dangerous as coming from the depth with the speed. Um, it wasn't worried, but the thing about Owen Farrell that I find interesting and what I want to ask you, George Ford, to me, made a massive difference. I said, start, well, I, I said to you, you start before the game, Farrell. or maybe I said it at half. No, I said it at half time. You know, are we missing a, a George Ford? And, and we were. He, to me, he made a massive difference. Yeah, but but this is this is where I think we put this more down to Owen Farrell. Just something just didn't quite click today. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't go making any drastic decisions. There, there's a couple of. There's a couple of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Farrell's a starter, hundred percent. Yeah, no, no, but I mean, at fly half. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, we've got we've got options and we've got good options there because. But there's a lot of talk have... about you know do you play Matt? Well, I suppose people are saying Manny's actually better at thirteen anyway, but. Um... Yeah, it's 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 a tough one because and especially especially as we haven't seen uh, Henry Slade yet. Yeah, that's going to be another another big one because you know, you're going to have to play him in one of those, well, at least one, if not both, of those first two games uh, to make sure you can't you can't be bringing someone in who's had absolutely no game time and saying, you know, a must win, and um, you know you've got to come in and do the job against a team that on paper could could potentially cause an upset. So, um, 
yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. But I, yeah, I, I think Eddie's got a tough decision to make about whether he starts Farrell, Ford Farrell or sticks to this idea of Ford comes on later on in the game. And you know, and, it, and that's not to say that that doesn't work. You know, Ford can come no, on no, with 25 no, minutes good. to go. And if he can open things up a little bit, Farrell moves out at that point too. And Aggie moves out. You start the game with a Slade or a JJ at 13, Mano at 12. But you move Mano out to 13, um, you know, when Ford comes on. And again, you you change it up. And yeah, I, I, there, there, are, there are so many options. I think this is what, what's so good about this, the, the, the depth in this England side at the moment. Um, you know, it's not a question of what, what could you do if you had to? It's what what are you going to choose to do? Because there are there are quite a few different connotations that could all be seen as a first team, a world World Cup final fifteen. Um, you know, and that's and that's a great position to be in. Yeah, I, it's, I I'm I'm coming away from this game positive. It, it wasn't our best performance, but I think it was a good performance. I think there was good team. The team came through in the end, and I think there were some good individual performances. I think we are going to the World Cup in a very good place. Oh, I 100% agree. And Conor O'Shea clearly agrees as well. He said that anyone who beats he, England he wins does. the World Cup. Um, and and, it, and it, he, it sounded like he believed it and meant it rather than it was some sort of a mind game. I could be wrong because he does like a mind game, but it just he, he seemed to be quite um, sure of that, that opinion. And, you know, that's great because that's what we think too. Um, although we that know that no one's going to be England, so well, we think it. We just think it a um, couple of years ahead of Connor. Exactly, exactly. Uh, interestingly, Eddie said we left three tries out there. Three more tries converted would have been fifty-four nil. So at sixty-three nil prediction, I wasn't far off. If you firstly said sixty-six nil, did I? Yes, I did. Yes, one, I, I, did I did wonder that when I was writing it down. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's changed, Dan. Who's doing the editing? And I said fifty-seven-five, so I was actually nearer. Well, yeah, nearer but I think I think the more valuable prediction was the uh, the clean slate. Mate, easy, easy. Be careful, I know an undertaker. Yeah, I can make your body disappear. Okay. <laughs> well, Dan's had a beer, note, everyone. <laughs> I, do you know what? I haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for bed. I have just had a. I have just had a nice hot chocolate. But nice, nice. Nice that you can go to bed while I edit our podcast. Well, well, well. Thank, thank you very much for your hard work. You're welcome. Um, listen, anything else that we need to take out of this game now? This, you know, kind of thoughts that are that are fresh straight off the back of this this game. Anyone who concerns you in terms of, uh, well, let, in fact, let's ask the, the direct the question directly. Um, Rory McConaughey. Rory. Rory McConaughey. McConaughey. Yeah. How, how how did you think he got on? Uh, he, he he didn't dazzle me, but I don't think he was given much of an opportunity. Was it a mistake I... <laughs> to take him off instead of Johnny May, who we already know what Johnny May is capable of? I don't think we needed to see more. I think when Cockenasiga came on, or Thockenasinger, I don't know how you're supposed to say his name properly. Everyone seems to do it differently. So, Big Joe, if you're listening, as as I'm sure you probably are. Uh, get in touch with us and let us know how to say your name so that we uh, don't make fools of ourselves. But yeah, when he came on, should it have been for McConaughey or should it have been for Johnny May? Give McConaughey a little I'd bit like, I'd like to see McConaughey have longer. I, I, I think we all would. Um, oh. I, 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 sorry? That's normally telling me it's bedtime. Oh, right. Tonight. <laughs> no, 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 not now. Um, I, I I still need to see more of McConaughey to form my opinion. Based on what I saw tonight, I don't think he was bad. I don't mean he did anything wrong as such. But there's nothing that's jumped out to me, me thinking, wow, I completely understand why he's in the squad. No, I think it's a shame as well that he missed the opportunity to kind of take full advantage of the of the the sort of the big England comeback that you know when 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 all the gaps started to open up as we kind of suspected yeah. that they would, he was no longer there to be able to get on the end of some of that. So that was unfortunate for him. But it's not about that. Um, he's he's probably fourth choice winger. He's, uh, he, he's going May, to... He'll Watson, do well to Noel, match. May, Watson, Noel, Cockenasiga are all ahead of him, I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Um but 
you know, I, I still, and, and this is, I'm not having to go in because I just don't think we've seen enough. I don't think, he, I don't think he had the opportunity. I don't think it was his fault. I don't think he did anything wrong. I don't think we've had the opportunity and, you know, hopefully that will come and hopefully he will prove exactly why Eddie's picked him from, you know, let's face it, come the end of the premiership season, he was not somebody we would have put in our squad. He's not somebody, somebody I think 99% of people would have put in their squad. No. It's a very true story. <laughs> I like to keep it that way. <laughs> Um, well, listen, guys, thanks for tuning in uh, and joining us for the last of the Rugby World Cup warm-up semi-live pods. Um, it's obviously nice not to have to uh, come back after half-time and, uh, and eat a humble pie like, like we did at yeah. the end of the Six Nations. But um, Fuck it. yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great warm-up series for England. They are looking hot Right now, um, they're going to be getting on that plane with a lot of confidence uh, and we certainly have a lot of confidence in their abilities and we look forward to seeing how they get on. Of course, the next live pod is going to be when England take on Tonga in two weeks. Uh, 22nd. 22nd, whatever that is. Just over two weeks. Just over two weeks. I think it's on a a Sunday, the opening game. Sounds right. Sunday and then four, four days later, USA on the Thursday. I'm looking forward to it, mate. It's going to be massive. I mean, there's another game tomorrow. Um, just quickly down Ireland. You said yesterday on Ireland to beat Wales in Ireland, in Dublin. I think so. Rivalry. I think so. Hope so. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> I back New Zealand to beat Tonga as well. I'm, I believe that's who they're playing. Tomorrow, is that? Yeah, tomorrow well, morning. That, that could I, be a I, tight I, one. Tomorrow. That could be a tight one. You never know. Um, is that on Sky? I need to watch that one, actually, because uh, it'd be interesting to see how Tonga are looking. I, I think it's very early. I, I record it. I think that's a record job. Nice, nice. Good good, good plan. Right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. As I say, um, as we always say, if you get the opportunity, head over to iTunes, rate us, review us, let us know what you think. Get in touch. Let us know what your thoughts are on our take on this game, on past games. Um, and obviously, yeah, just uh, the World Cup is all about to kick off. And this, that's what this has all been about. So join the conversation, communicate with us, uh, and let's uh, let's all follow England en route to the raising of the Rugby World Cup, the Webb Ellis Trophy, in seven, eight weeks' time. Um, it's going to be a hell of a ride. And uh, we'll catch you guys midweek, Dan. Midweek, yeah, yeah. Just to say goodnight, guys. And next time we speak to you, the England team will be in Japan. Indeed, indeed they will. So at England Rugby Pod on social media, englandrugbypod at gmail.com if you want to email us. And we'll catch you next week. 